it's all a journey and it's okay to stop and turn around and take another path and do something else and do something different. You know, we get attracted to different paths all the time and it's totally okay to stop and take a different path. But you don't know if the other path is better until you've already gone down another one. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And I'm Femke. And in this episode today, we're going to be talking about repositioning. And I'm guessing that this episode might be a little bit different from the ones that we've done in the past because Charlie and I are going to be, well, I assume we're going to be talking quite a bit about how we're both going through our own sort of repositioning phase at the moment so we'll probably be sharing a bit about what we're up to and why we're each repositioning and what made us come to that decision to do that and I'm hoping that by us talking about that that might help you if you're listening and thinking about repositioning yourself or your brand or your product or service whatever it is that you do so hopefully this is going to be a bit of a helpful episode for for those who are thinking about repositioning How does that sound to you, Charlie? Good? Sounds good. I'm looking forward to talking about this and hearing more about yours. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more about yours. It's going to be fun. How's your week been? A good one? Yeah, it has been good. I've been very busy with work uh, and very busy with side projects as per usual. I finally got out another in my artwork for alternate singles series on the weekend. So I'm very glad I got that out. It was one of those situations where, you know, when you're designing for yourself and there's no real deadline, especially because I'd missed the last month already in this single series, I could have kept going and refining it for a long time, but I just thought, you know what, I'm happy with it as it is now and I want to get it out there and then start working on the next one. So I'm glad that I launched it and I'll leave a link to it in the show notes, I guess, if anyone wants to see it. But I'm really happy with the results. That's cool. Yeah, I find when I work on my own personal projects... I too can just forever work on them, you know, it's so easy to just keep tinkering on it. So giving yourself, I guess, like a deadline is, yeah. is pretty good to hold yourself accountable to. Yeah, exactly. How about you? How's your week been? Yeah, the week is like running away from me. I feel a little bit behind this week. It's probably to do with the fact that I spent the weekend volunteering at a conference. So my usual like weekend time to sort of catch up on like not even work, but just life things, you know, like cleaning the house or doing the groceries Mm. and that kind of stuff. I just completely lost all of that time. So I'm feeling a a bit behind on things. So trying to scramble to keep up, but also just need to make sure that I'm not doing too much, I think, because last night I got a really bad headache, like just after dinner and had to call it a night pretty early. So just making sure that I am... Looking after myself at the same time, because, you know, that's also important. Yeah, that's really important. I had a moment this month, at, well, in the past month, that I'm talking about in my weekly newsletter that will go out in a couple of days. Well, it would have been now by the time this episode goes live, where I just woke up one morning and just felt utterly useless. You know, like, mm-hmm. why why am I doing this? Who, who do I think I am thinking I can do this? And I think, you know, thinking about it and writing about it, actually, I've worked out that it's a result of being too busy and having too much on and putting too much pressure on myself. Yeah. So we do have to be careful of that. We definitely, definitely do. So 
hopefully this week goes better for both of us. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. Well, after that, start to an episode. <laughs> First, I want to know, um, repositioning. We've done an episode about positioning yourself as a designer, you know, making sure that you... Um, it, things you put out online are design related so that if potential clients come along, they know that they can discover you and, you know, hire you for this work. How would you describe repositioning? Hmm. Yeah. So repositioning to me, I guess, is you've already positioned yourself in the past. So you're already positioned as X and repositioning means that you want to position yourself to Y. In, a, in the most simplest form, it's basically, to me at least, not necessarily changing what you're doing, but maybe changing how you're presenting it or how you're publishing it or going about it. Or maybe your your goal in mind has changed, your end game. You, you might have a different goal or result that you want to achieve. So in order to get there, there might be a couple of things that you need to shift around or or change so that you can get on the right path that you want to be on so that you can achieve that thing. Yeah, I like that, repositioning your goal too. And I think there's different levels of repositioning as well. So we, we'll get into it in a second, but when we say we're repositioning, we're not talking about, you know, leaving the design industry and becoming, I don't know, doctors no. or something like that, <laughs> you know. I think repositioning can also be about course correction you know, little mm-hmm. tweaks that you're making to refine, perhaps refining your niche or redefining your niche. It doesn't have to be something huge. It can be a series of little things that all in all add up to point you in a different direction. Yeah, totally. I don't think it has to be like one big reveal. I think that if if you know what you want and know the steps to get there, then it can be subtle changes along the way to eventually repositioning. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. What are you doing at the moment to reposition? Like what are you repositioning into? I don't know what the correct phrase is here, uh, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Man, I just don't even know where to start. I guess the beginning is probably Yeah. <laughs> tell us tell us the X and then the Y. <laughs> okay, so currently or at least for the last year I've had the apartment which for those of you who have been listening to this podcast know what that is probably, but if you don't, basically it is a website where Owen and I, my partner and I, we freelance together. So we take on clients sort of on a part-time basis. We both have our own full-time jobs. And the apartment was basically, for lack of better words, a studio site. So clients could come there and they could view our work, look at our case studies, inquire with us about projects, etc. And now we also had on the apartment a blog and a newsletter. So on that blog, we would write about topics about like design or client work, freelancing, etc. And then also do creative interviews. And we had a fortnightly newsletter that went out that was sort of like a roundup of the things that we had done in the last two weeks and the things that we had published. And I've been thinking the last couple of months about the whole positioning of that because I started realizing that I was attracting two different audiences. So I was attracting the client and then I was also trying to attract like other freelancers and other creatives and that's really what the blog was for. 
And I realized that it was quite confusing because I was trying to attract two audiences, but it wasn't really positioned well enough to attract each of them on their own. And then not only that, but because the apartment was sort of positioned on the front page as a studio, we had clients coming to us expecting that Owen and I were like a full-time design agency, basically. And so the types of briefs and the types of inquiries that we were getting weren't quite suited for for us and, and what we can offer them. So basically, long story short, is that we haven't done many client projects this year. And that's not to say that we haven't gotten inquiries because we've gotten quite a few, but it's just not the type of clients or the type of client work that we physically can even take on. So all of that together just got me thinking about, okay, well, hang on a sec. Obviously, the message isn't clear enough. Maybe I need to consider repositioning the whole thing. How can I make this easier for people to understand and better attract the type of people that I I want to work with or I want to engage with. That's that's the long story short, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a really interesting story, you know, noticing that perhaps things aren't going quite as you'd hoped. And so you want to make a change to fix that, I suppose. So what are you doing? What what's what's happening next? Yeah, so what's happening next is We're still trying to figure out all the small details, but I think what we've decided to aim for is for Owen and I to position ourselves separately as individual freelancers. And then if someone, you know, say if if a client comes to me asking for a full website, I can like quote unquote hire Owen as the developer to help me with that project and vice versa for him, he can hire me as the designer. So I think we're going to try and do it that way. So kind of keep it separately and position ourselves separately because we each already have our own following and our own audiences. And I think it gets a bit murky when we try to mix them together, at least from experience it does. Yeah, you might find that you get a stronger connection with people if you're presenting as yourself, you know, and it's it's a person they can connect with rather than as a studio. Even though obviously with the studio there was people behind it. But yeah, that's a hunch anyway that I think will happen. Yeah, that too, because I've also been feeling like the apartment has lacked a bit of personality and there's there hasn't really been opportunity for me to make my personality shine through, as they would say. Yeah. I, I've always felt like it has to be professional and yeah, basically that it has to be professional because there's clients and things like that coming coming to the site. So since since then, I actually launched my new personal website uh, a week ago at this time of recording, so I guess two weeks ago by now, uh, and that for me has been like a huge sigh of relief because I can finally let my own personality shine through. So like there's a few Easter eggs on my sites, uh, sorry, on my site where like I've recorded gifts of myself that if you find it then you'll see like cheeky gifts of me and things like that where I can be a little bit more myself and a bit more cheeky and kind of let my own personality shine through a bit more which I'm hoping will like I I expect that that will only be good for me and my quote-unquote personal brand. Well I don't I disagree I think that clients like to hire people you know people like to work with other people so even though you're aiming at other creatives, right, with your writing that you do, uh, I think that it will still attract clients because you're positioning yourself as an expert still. And I think 
moving to your personal site is even more going to position yourself as an expert because it is you and not the studio you know it's they're seeing the person behind it and they're seeing the expert that's that's a hunch that I think will happen anyway yeah I it's kind of a test I guess yeah I'm hoping that will happen like if that happens that will be great that will be so great uh but yeah, I guess I'll have to wait and see. So at the moment, I don't have any of my design work up on that site. Uh, at the moment, the apartment is still live. It's still up there. And that's currently where my work still is. But yeah, probably or maybe in future, I'll add like a hire me page or something and maybe have some samples of my work there. I, I really don't know. I'm just going to have to sort of wait it out, I think, and see what the general response is. Yeah, I think if you want to get clients through your this new like you know personal venture you do need to show your work and have a hire me page i mean obviously clients could still make inquiries with you without that but Mm -hmm. that would go a long way towards it you know encouraging people and letting them know that you are available for this type of work i think will be quite important yeah i i think so too i just have to figure out what to do with the apartment Mm. I think you need to you don't want to close it down because all the links to it around the internet you know uh, are still pointing there (laughs) yeah I I don't think it is going to close down I I'm what I'm envisioning right now is that it will stay but it will turn more into a I guess a resource for other creatives so like the blog will probably stay maybe I'll split out the interviews into like a different section and continue doing those Uh, and maybe add some more resources on there yeah just turn it into maybe a bit more of a hub or maybe magazine style I I I don't really know yet but I definitely have intentions for it to hang around for a bit longer and I think this is what repositioning is all about is about testing right and thinking about the future of each specific you know part of your output I guess and what it's going to mean, what it's going to tell people, and how it's going to fit into your goals, I guess. Yeah, so the whole thing is basically one big test. Like, this could totally not go well for me at all, uh, but I'm going to give it a few months, I think, at least until the end of the year and see what the what the general response is. But, man, it's stressful. Like, repositioning is a little bit of a stressful thing to do because you're so worried about oh, what if people are going to hate it? Or maybe this is just too confusing for people and they're just going to drop off. All of those things kind of come into your mind. What is your main goal in the end with this repositioning? Like, what would you like to see happen? I feel like you're asking me the, like, where do you see yourself in five-year question? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a good question, though. It's probably the hardest question anyone could ever answer. But I think my main goal with this is to position myself as me and that sounds super broad but I would love to get like more speaking engagements maybe potentially host workshops or do webinars or an online course or an ebook or an email course etc etc you know I just love to help people basically and I think sort of positioning it as just me and just myself makes that whole experience far more personal rather than coming from like a brand you know I'm way more inclined to download an ebook from a individual that I know and trust and has a really good reputation than some like studio brand that is probably just putting it out there for content marketing so they can get more hits to their website do you know what I mean yeah I totally know what you mean that's a really great point 
I th- I've seen a real shift in terms of, you know, blogging lately, actually, over the past few years, going from people using, you know, pseudonyms, I suppose, or cute blog titles to actually yeah. using their own name. Yeah. I think there is this real shift towards being more personal and being the person behind the content and being okay with that and not having to pretend like you're this big organization or, you know, that, that you're an editorial team or whatever and that it is just you and that you're the one providing this advice. And I think it's cool to be proud of that and stand on your own name. So I like what you're doing. Well, thank you. I, I think doing it as myself gives me a bit more of a platform to you know, be a bit more open and honest about my feelings and my experiences and what's going on and how that could potentially help others. Because I started, you know, after writing for a year under the apartment, I started seeing myself going down a path that I didn't want to go down. And that was the path of being just another one of those bloggers that are like, you know, eight tips to increase your mailing list signups or whatever. And I don't want to be that blogger. Actually, I don't want to be a blogger at all. I want to be a writer. And to me, that's a very important distinction to make. And when I looked at the content that I was putting on the apartment, I realized that it wasn't positioning me and it wasn't taking me down the path that I want to go down. So I think being just me, I can bring a lot more personality, hopefully build trust in actual relationships with people and yeah, just write more useful content for people yeah I like that you've recognized it and that you're doing something about fixing it I think that's good so obviously this episode isn't all going to be about me because <laughs> Charlie you are also going through a little bit of repositioning so do you want to share a little bit about what's going on with you and where that's maybe come from and what you're repositioning towards and and maybe a bit about why yeah mine is not as Uh, a big overhaul is yours I think mine is definitely more of like a little course correction and a slight shift um, that I feel like has been coming for a long time and that is honing down and niching down even more on the type of content I put out on my YouTube channel mainly I for a long time have been doing videos about design style and DIY projects those have been like my three things and the three things that I really enjoyed making But over the past few months, I've found the style and DIY video side of things to be more of a a chore that I'm having to come up with ideas for them and having to specifically think about something that I can show that's useful and interesting and that, you know, I'm passionate about making and editing and that I've just had all these ideas for design videos. And I think it was after the YouTube Next Up camp I was on, I realized that I can totally do away with those things if I want to or, you know, only do them every now and then when the inspiration strikes. I've got all these ideas for design videos and so why don't I just make that my one thing and niche down and be only like a channel that's about design and about the life of a designer. And even saying it out loud, duh, this is super obvious, like why did I not do this (laughs) years ago, you know. But I've been thinking about why I didn't And to be honest, I think it's partly a confidence thing and partly something about being scared that people might not be interested anymore. We've talked before about how when I first started making YouTube videos, I was making videos about beauty and about food and about a, a bunch of different things, you know, that I saw a lot of other YouTubers doing because I thought that was a thing to do and like, this is what people enjoy watching, so I need to put this on my channel. 
But yeah, recently I've been feeling more confident in making the type of content that I personally want to make. And so yeah, there's a shift happening where I'm not going to be making as many style and DIY videos as before. And I know there's definitely some members of my audience who are going to miss those videos because, you know, that's what they like seeing from me more so than the design things because they weren't designers. But I feel like I'm okay in a, in a place now and that my channel is growing at a rate that I'm happy to let them go if they need to or, you know, hopefully they'll stick around and still enjoy my other design content. But I want to make the type of content that I want to make and make sure I'm not doing things just because it's what people expect from me, you know. So there's a lot more design content going to be happening. And also, sort of as a part of this, well, alongside it, I guess, I'm going to be making changes to my website to make it more about getting little freelance projects, the type of projects that I'm interested in. We've talked about this before, that I want to design for the music industry, and I do still need a few more projects in my portfolio before I think I can really, you know, go hard for that. But yeah, that that's my goal, is to be seen on YouTube as a designer and make design content, and hopefully that will then bring people over to my site, which will encourage them to hire me to design things. So it's a little tweak, but a good one, I think. Well, like listening to you say this, and also like I've been watching your channel since the start. So I feel like this is a totally natural progression for yeah. you. Like, I don't feel like this is a night and day kind of total switch. No, I think I th those of you who have been watching for a while, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anyone. Yeah, and I'm not going to announce it or anything. I'm not going to say to the world, no more style and DIY videos. Right. You know, it's just that they're just not going to show up as often. I might do one every now and then if I get an idea for them, but I'm not trying to force myself to come up with ideas for them, you know? Yeah, so it sounds like you got to a point where you, like... I wouldn't say you were making those style videos for the sake of it, but maybe you had like way more design ideas, but had to push them aside because you felt like it was time for another DIY video, for example. Is that yeah. kind of what started happening? That's exactly what happened, uh, especially because I was actually on the panel at VidCon for DIY YouTubers. So right. I, I feel like actually maybe at the start of the year I wanted to make a switch like this. But then I got that place on that panel, so I sort of felt like, well, you know, better not stop now. <laughs> mm, yeah, that can be, yeah. that sounds a bit conflicting, doesn't it? Yeah, and I found people were introducing me, or, you know, uh, people I'd meet at VidCon would then introduce me to their friends and be like, oh, she's a DIY YouTuber. And I wanted to be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> that's just like a part of what I do. So that's my own fault. I've positioned myself that way unintentionally, you know. The way I saw it is... I was a designer and I was making other creative things on the side, you know, like fancy editing and lookbooks and little home decor projects. But to other people, that was the main thing they were watching for. So I don't know. Hopefully I don't see too much drop off of audience from this, you know, if they're not seeing the type of content that they liked. But also it's totally fair enough if, if that does happen and I'm okay with that because I know I've got a really engaged small audience for the design videos, so... I can be happy with them. So I'm going to ask you the same question that you asked me, oh, which no. is basically like, what's your goal with this? What are you hoping to, to achieve with this sort of slight repositioning and just focusing on design content? 
Well, like you, I suppose I really want to be seen as an expert in my field. And I think narrowing down the type of content I make, and we've talked before about niching down, like, again, this is obvious. Why didn't I not do this so long ago? But I think this is really going to go a long way towards that. And I do still really, my main goal is to get freelance projects from people in the music industry. So this is a way to go about that too. I want to be seen as a professional. I don't want to just be seen as, you know, design is just a hobby. I want people to know that this is my bread and butter. This is what I do. This is what I'm trained in and skilled at. So you can trust me and hire me for your project. I, for one, am like so excited to see this change in your channel. I think it's going to be super exciting for you. And like you said, yeah, there probably will be people that will drop off, but I think that small percentage of people that you'll lose is worth it for the potential exactly. large amount that's going to come on board and be like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Like this you know, design girl who's talking about design and is super passionate about it. Because as a designer myself, there aren't many of those people on YouTube or, or Vimeo or whatever that are doing like specific design related channels and talking only about design I mean maybe you know better than I do because you're more immersed on that platform but I think I think it would be great to have someone like you that's sort of you know challenging the design industry and representing that and talking a lot about design and helping other designers because we don't really have that yeah I've, it's also opened me up to a whole different range of content like I can dig deeper on things like, for example, my most recent video at the time of this recording is one where I started a new series called Tech for Designers. And I talked about the hardware, you know, technology pieces that I use in my process. And it's super nerdy. It's me talking about computers and cameras and, you know, why I use a mouse and not a, trick, a Wacom tablet, you know. But people have loved it. And it's just given me, I don't know, so much hope that this is definitely the right direction to go in. It's got way more views than all my other videos recently. That's way so more cool. comments. Yeah. And I've got loads more nerdy videos like that planned. And it's cool that I can just make them. And, you know, now that this first one's out there, I think that people will be interested in them, which is good. Well, I'm super excited to watch this natural progression. It's going to be super interesting to see what happens to your audience. But. My bet is that it will only grow and probably at a more rapid rate. Yeah, we'll see. I think I'm, I might get a more engaged audience from this potentially, you know, because it's very clear what I'm doing. You know, one thing about this uh, slight, you know, course correction or whatever is that I'm going to have to make some changes to the talk I'm giving for the Sean Wes conference coming up. Because oh, right. it's all about the, you know, the type of content that I make and how I make it. So there needs to be some some changes to the type of content that I make part because it's no longer accurate. <laughs> well, I I mean, I'm excited for this and I think it totally makes sense. And I mean, are, are you worried about anything? Is there anything that you're worried about that could go wrong? Or are you feeling pretty confident about the sort of subtle change? I'm confident that the changes I'm making are the right thing. The only thing I'm worried about, and I guess maybe you are too, what sort of sounded like it from you talking about it before, is that if you put your all into something and you don't get any results from it, you know, yeah. that's always that's always a fear. And we've talked about that before in our fear of failure episode. I guess that's the only thing I'm worried about is that if I really double down and really try my hardest to, you know, get these music industry clients uh 
really try to sell my products, for example, as well. That's something else I'll be trying to do through this. And it doesn't work, then I don't know what I'll do then. But let's let's hope it doesn't come to that. Let's think no, positive. <laughs> I, I'm sure that it won't come to that. Should we bring in a couple of tweets from our listeners? Because we were asking others if they were doing any repositioning lately. And it seems like we are not alone in this, Femme. Yeah, we got some great tweets, actually. Jenny sent us quite a lot of detail on what she was up to. Yeah, she sent us lots of advice. Shall, shall I read some of it out? Yeah. So she said she's in the process at the moment of defining her niche and strategy and repositioning herself. And we asked her how she was doing this because... Obviously, we've got a lot to learn as well. She said she's approaching it like she would a client design project. And in this case, she's her own client and needs to solve her own problems. So she needs to come up with assumptions and then test those assumptions, which is obviously what you're doing at the moment, Fem, with a lot of testing. Yeah. She said she's made mind maps and brainstormed and asked herself questions, put herself in the audience's shoes. And that to niche down, she really wants to analyze what kind of projects and clients she likes and what are are possible for her to get by making scenarios and personas and the hardest part about finding a niche is the fear of missing out for example travel and design are her biggest passions so she wants to find ways to tie them together to serve a purpose but she also likes to design for non-travel companies so it's hard to say i only design for travel because then there's the worry that she won't have enough clients and we've talked about this in the uh, defining a niche episode that mm. I, don't, I don't know, Jenny, I think you'll go great if you target travel clients. There's obviously going to be other clients that come to you from seeing your work, but it means you'll attract more of the type of work that you like in doing this. But I really like this research process that she's doing. It sounds very thorough to go about deciding how to reposition herself, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, she's doing more than I did. <laughs> I... I didn't really go through a huge like brainstorming session. I, to be honest, I don't think I even wrote anything down. I just had lots of conversations with close friends and people I trust and other people that are doing similar things in the industry just to get some advice. And yeah, so the whole thing kind of happened in my head. But Jenny sounds very smart and it sounds like she is, you know, planning it all out very purposefully and very smoothly. And I, I'm sure this is going to go well for her. As soon as I decided that I wanted to make more design content, I sat down and did a big brainstorm of content ideas. And the brainstorming for me kind of helped solidify my decision because I realized that I do have all this content ideas just yeah. sitting there, you know, ready to be made. So yeah, brainstorming was, was a good one for me. And that for you must like, I guess, like sort of ignite the flame in you, right? Like seeing totally. all of these ideas, that must feel so exciting. Like you can't wait to get started and it's going to be super fun. Yeah, I want to make feel them like all that? right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. want to wait. <laughs> Which is a good sign. You know, yeah, that, I think that's a good sign that you're on the right path because you've got passion and energy for it. And I think that's great. It's going to be super fun. Did you feel that, like, I don't know if you've done a content map or, a, you know, brainstorm or whatever for the types of things you're going to write about on your new site. But I felt like your latest, well, your first blog post on there was just of such high quality. And I don't know if it is because it it was your name attached to it and I felt like there was more personality. But I just thought that was an amazing blog post and it feels like such a step up for you. Not, obviously not that your other blog posts, you know, they were great too. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. No. <laughs> but this one was just awesome. And I think it's a really strong start for you on this new site. Yeah, thank you. I mean, when writing that blog post, I was really like, 
this is the start of a new chapter for me. Yeah, it felt like that reading it, to be honest. Yeah, well, well, that's good because that's, that's kind of the underlying message that I really wanted to come across was that this is a new chapter and it's sort of opening a new door. And I put a lot of love into that post and a lot of raw feelings and a lot of just me, you know. It was, it was quite a personal post. So I am trying to continue that and I am currently in the stages of writing the second one, which will be live by the time this recording comes out. But I'm taking a similar approach of just you know, being raw and being me and letting my personality shine through a little bit more. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Lauren seems like she's going through something similar to what I did with the types of content that I was making. I want to read out her tweets. She says, throughout my first year of blogging, I did some beauty posts because I felt like I needed to because lots of people do. And that was the same for me. But what I've realized and what I try to say to people now is that your blog is meant to be an extension of you. And if you aren't fully attached to that thing, then don't feel obligated to write about it. I know a lot of creative bloggers go through similar things because they feel like folk won't care about creative industries, etc. But in the last few years, the niche, in quotation marks she's put it, has really grown. And I guess folk feel like they can give themselves, give more of themselves when they're talking about it now. And I I really agree that that's true. The reason, you know, I'm saying that, like, duh, why didn't I make this change from the start? Why didn't I make it years ago? But I don't think that I was ready yet and I don't know if the industry was ready yet for me to do that. Whereas now I feel like there's lots of designers watching YouTube videos and reading blogs, etc. And there's people out there who would be interested in this type of content now, whereas I don't know if they would have three years ago when I started. Yeah, this is funny because reading what Lauren said, I feel like I was in exactly the same position, except you can just substitute the topic of beauty for like the topic of blogging basically Mm. like everybody's talking about blogging and growing your blog and growing your mailing list and best ways to increase engagement on Instagram and all of this crap Uh, and (laughs) I sort of realized that I was going down that path because that's what everyone else is doing so surely that's what I also have to write about and yeah like no like you know I I don't want to be just another one of those people and I want to talk about and share things that are honest and and real for me and will hopefully actually be more helpful for people I think maybe what I'm learning from this conversation is that this kind of repositioning that we're going through or this niching down or whatever you want to call it is a natural progression that comes when you've been creating content for a while and you gain confidence in it, I suppose, to do the thing that you really wanted to do in the first place, but that perhaps you weren't so sure about because you hadn't seen anyone else doing it yet. Yeah, I think I agree. Like, I think I only have this, I guess, hunger to reposition or this drive to reposition because, and only because I've spent the last year doing what I've been doing. I don't think if I came into it from the outset that I would go straight into this new way that I'm about to do it. Do you know? Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. And I think it's the same for me. I've built an audience with these other videos that I've made. And to be honest, I've had a lot of people say that watching my videos has got them interested in design. And so maybe they came in through the style videos or whatever, and then found themselves liking the design content. So I might lose out on a bit of that. But I feel confident in myself now and in my abilities, I suppose, to just go forth making only design videos. And yeah, that's not something that I would have been able to do a few years ago. 
the whole thing is a journey. Like you can't know that you're on the right path until you've already gone down it a little bit, right? So it's all a journey and it's okay to stop and turn around and take another path and do something else and do something different. You know, we get attracted to different paths all the time and it's totally okay to stop and take a different path, but you don't know if the other path is better until you've already gone down another one. So I think that's kind of where we're at right now by the sounds of it is we've kind of arrived at this sort of crossroads or this fork in the road and just, yeah, just altering our path a little bit, which is okay. I really like that as a note to end on. I think that's good. If anyone listening, I don't know, has been thinking, looking at what they're doing with a critical eye and wondering if it's the right thing for them, don't be afraid to try something new. You know, look at what Femme's doing, starting a whole new site. But I bet you that your audience is going to follow you there and it's going to be really successful. And I don't think you should be scared of trying that sort of thing because... Side projects, we put a lot of time into them. We put a lot of passion and effort into them. So you've got to make sure that they're really what you want to be doing. Hopefully this has been an interesting episode for people to listen to. It's been an interesting one for me to talk through, that's for sure. That's that's good. Uh, if, if you're listening, if you have any advice or any questions, maybe you're also thinking about repositioning yourself, uh, just drop us an email, hello at designlife. Dot fm and one of us will get back to you make sure you also follow us on twitter we're at design life fm there to join in the conversation and yeah share with us any repositioning you're going through any thoughts you have on the topic make sure you also check out our website which is designlife.fm for all of our past episodes and we've mentioned a few of them in this episode here so they'll be linked in the show notes which will be found at designlife.fm slash episode 48 and please leave us an iTunes review if you've really enjoyed the show it always helps us get the show out there and we love reading your reviews it always gives us warm fuzzies so if you have been listening for a while and haven't left a review please consider doing so we would really appreciate it good chat fam see you next week bye bye bye